0: Welcome to Homestyle with Shana Blaze. Thanks to Red Energy, born and bred in Melbourne with a customer solutions team based here. Switch to Red Energy today.
1: Welcome to Homestyle. It's wonderful to have you back with myself, Jane Neild, and Shana Blaze. Yes, she's in the studio again. Interior designer, author, TV presenter, one of the judges on the block, which I think is filming at the moment. Perhaps Shana will let me know. And right now, of course, Shayna also starring in The Celebrity Apprentice, which premiered this week. We're going to try and avoid any spoilers because... If you're like me, you might just record everything and then completely binge on it on the weekends. But Shana,
0: welcome. What a whirlwind. You've had a big few weeks, haven't you? Oh, my God. I I have to say watching the first episode was so intense because it brought back all that drama (laughs) inside me when it was going on. And, you know, a lot of people won't know that we filmed that during COVID restrictions. So it was, you know, filmed in Sydney. I left Melbourne Uh, towards, you know, the end of Stage 4 and um, stage four lockdown and then went into quarantine and within two or three days I was project manager on the very first task. I seriously, I looked at myself and think I look (laughs) dishevelled. I think you looked amazing. I'm so pleased to see you
1: on the TV because, look, I do love a good role model and uh, my son was watching, we were watching in my house just going, how awesome is Shana. You were just holding it amongst some of the
0: really big personalities on the show. Massive personalities. and. and, It's because, you know, that they, they are experts really in their field of what they do, and they all want to be heard. And I have to say, <laughs> I'm not one of those shout. So I've got a big, loud, raucous laugh. And when I'm with friends talking, I'm loud. But when you're in that sort of environment, I'm not. I'm not there to shout my voice to get my opinion across. So yeah. I, I found it quite confronting. Um, for everyone wanting to get the point across that I just sort of sat back a little bit and I have to go, oh, hang on, I've got to contribute. What am I doing? What am I do? I've i got to get in there. So yeah. it was very interesting.
1: Well, I found the first episode really good. I have saved the next couple, so we won't sort of get right into the nitty gritty. But um, you were the project manager of Team Momentum. I know. First so, task. <laughs> the first thing you get stuck, like you've come out of lockdown, you've practically only seen me and a couple of other people because we were recording this podcast uh, in lockdown. And then suddenly you're in. This room full of massive, massive egos and high profile celebrities, you've got to do three challenges. So, one was a photo, a body cast, and a piece of music memorabilia. And suddenly, you're like, with the Veronicas,
0: I mean, did yep. you know their music before? Like, oh, I'm absolutely. assuming you would. Absolutely. Have... <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely know the Veronicas. Their, their music is just beautiful. And they've been, you know, they've been in the industry for a very long yeah. time. And Then you've got, you know, um, Martha, who I didn't know at all. From maths. From maths. Only through, you know, because I don't watch maths, only through the the ads. And, you know, we've got uh, David Ganae, who I don't watch Survivor. So all I knew (laughs) from social media that Janine and him had some sort of falling out. That's all I knew. Yes. Didn't know he was the golden god, for God's sake, and a 20-year modelling career that he never actually told me about. Um, <laughs> other than I'm a model. It's like, yeah, I'm thinking Zoolander. No, David, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> he is one of the funniest guys, by the way. Oh, um, he was giving you a little bit of attitude on
1: the uh, pieces to camera that we saw in that first episode, though. He was like, "Oh well, I would have thought you would have chosen me since
0: I'm a model with, like, 20 years' experience. Thanks, Shana. Like, <laughs> you know what? David was very very forthright in his strategy of what he was doing from right from the beginning, just saying, guys, say what you want about me because I'm going to say whatever I can and do what I can to stay in the game. And I looked at him and I said, thank you. And I respect that because he didn't make out that he was nice to everybody and and not behind the back. He just said right out the front, I'm playing a game. And you should too. So Mm. I I have a lot of respect for David, without a doubt. Oh, you would have been more prepared if you had have watched Survivor because he played big time. Just (laughs) a little bit. Just a little bit. God almighty. And then, you know, we had Janine, who was the rat, (laughs) and then our advisor. And then we also had Olivia Vivian, who's just, my God, one talented woman. She's Mm. just not... Physically strong. She is smart. She is a smart woman.
1: And And a beautiful Alex. Is the whole concept, though, that you are actually using your contacts from the outside world... So when Alex said, oh, I can get $50,000 for a picture and I've got, you know, this huge um, online community and like are you sort of saying, I can call my friend Neil Whitaker right now and we can get this done for us on the spot. Like yeah. they're
0: drawing on every single element of your life outside of the show. Absolutely. Not for everything but yeah. for that task definitely mm. um, that I was in. Um, but it was you really had to draw on your Contacts, and you had to draw on your multitude of skills. Yeah, and that's that's what I loved about that first task is just finding how talented everybody was at at lots of different things. It was incredible.
1: Wow. And I guess did you have to warn your
0: friends and family when you went in and just said I might be calling you for a (laughs) favour? Absolutely. No, I just, I I just, I didn't really tell everybody at the beginning. Um, So, being in the first task, ringing people. And was really uncomfortable because also even though I'd co-founded my charity, it hadn't even been released. We had, I literally got um, an Instagram page up just before we went in. So if somebody was asking me about, about it, I had it there. But it was a brand new charity that no one had ever heard of. So it wasn't easy. Well, let's talk about that charity, Voice
1: of Change AU. And, look, this is a design podcast. We talk about what you do, renovating, designing. But, Shana, I think it's so much more than that now. Like, and I reckon this year, if anything, is going to prove to people that, I mean, you what, the block? The Apprentice? And there's a few other things in the works. A few other things in the pot. And so I just feel like, you know, you seriously have a a platform from which to do some really incredible stuff. So tell me about Voice of Change. This is the charity that you co-founded and that you are raising uh, funds for in the Celebrity Apprentice. Which, look, according to Instagram, a start-up not-for-profit using the arts to unite domestic violence bodies on a single platform to invoke change with one cohesive voice. That's a pretty big mission there. But if Mm. there was ever a time in the world's history that we needed it, I think it is right now. Tell me why this particular cause. You could be trying to stop palm oil, you know, deforestation, save the orangutans. You could be doing so much. Why
0: this? We, um, as a family, like my kids, Carly and Jess, made a movie, started a movie three years ago called The Fort, which is just about to have distribution, which I will definitely be telling you all about. (laughs) Um, And it was about domestic violence and we filmed it in a house in Kyneton and it was incredible as we were filming it, the stories within the crew of what was happening and so people started telling stories that they'd never told before because they felt safe because we were talking about in a very natural way on the movie. And then when we were going to distribute the movie, it was a case of like, well, I'm not comfortable just dropping the movie as a movie. I, so I, this is
1: a drama. This is a... It's a thriller. It's, it's not a documentary or anything. This is, no, it's this a thriller. A movie,
0: movie, a thriller, a drama. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Um, but it's about... The Cycle of Violence. So the movie's Mm -hmm. got about the cycle of violence and, and, you know, there's a young boy trying to create a new world for his mum and him to escape the violence at home. Mm -hmm. And so storytelling has always captured me in movies, always captured me in the arts, and it evokes conversations. So we thought, well, you know what, we could do something with this. And so we started researching how we can get this message across once the movie's out and not knowing it would take three years before we could even get there, (laughs) and realised that we were talking to a lot of organisations, community groups, you know, um, schools and workplaces, that people that wanted to either get help, um, knew somebody that was having a problem or having a problem themselves or, you know, wanting to change the culture within their workplace or community, there was no real area to sort of gather lots of information. You had to be very specific and go down a rabbit hole to mm. really find it other than just a helpline. So we decided we would create this um, medium of storytelling in, you know, the Fort is we're calling it our first project and putting professional collateral from experts to that so that when you are watching it, you've got somewhere to go to get a lot more information of your reaction, what you can do to help somebody else, help yourself, help yourself, or change the community about the cycle, because the cycle is what keeps it going. You know, mm. it's it's a case of generational family violence that can just keep going, and also not knowing what red flags are, not knowing. And the conversations have been very loud in the past 12 months, so I feel like the timing of all this is just absolutely incredible. And I, I think, to me, being able to get this message across with professionals working with you It is really important so that we're informed and we're not actually coming out with messages that don't have any professional content to it. It's not Mm. just an opinion.
1: Do you find sort
0: of linking this
1: back to, you know, sometimes I see TV shows and, and, you know, what you've done over the years is walk into people's lives, probably not so obviously with maybe family violence. But I mean, some of the houses you've been into on Selling Houses Australia, it's like there's some mental health issues here. This person is either going through a grief of perhaps they've lost a loved one and, you know, they haven't sold the house, the the room's still filled with the boxes of their departed loved one's stuff, or there's a adult child that has never moved out of home and and the parents are desperately needing to sell. And I don't know, like, it's a very personal thing that you do. And I guess one of the things I've sort of learned in really deep diving into some of these issues in the last few years myself, mostly by listening to podcasts, is that there is no one type of person that is affected by family violence. It can be the mansion in Toorak or it can be the, you know, ex-commission house in a rural Australian town it doesn't differentiate between how pretty and nice your house looks. And, yeah. you know, sometimes maybe you've walked into situations where it's like there's something not quite right here. Do yeah, you, Have you ever experienced that?
0: Yeah, I, I think, you know, people's body language is big. And, and as a designer, it's my job to really find out who they are. Mm. And, you know, I've had a very memorable time with um, one couple that um, I was trying to work out what they will were wanting, and Mm. one of them, one of them actually looked at it every time that person was allowed to have what they wanted. It was a win, and I saw the other part, other, you know, person of that pair, just slowly shrink away. That they were just being chipped away, and it was just I knew there was something more Mm. going on there. Um, But you know, it's it's one of those things that. I didn't get any professional help to help me deal with that. It was just through people and working and I always called myself a family therapist oh, you and so seeing much that. <laughs> um, but if people aren't going to show you who they are in their home in a vulnerable space, um, that's a flag as well. So, you know, there's always this facade. Um, if you don't get to see the real person, it means if they can't be themselves at home, mm. there's something going on there as well. Um I, I think with family violence, it, it's one of those things that has been pushed under the carpet generationally of like, you know, let them have their own thing. I don't want to get involved because, you know, um, I could get hurt as well. And mm-hmm. and all of that's true. You know, we need our privacy, but we are at that sickening pace now where it's now becoming so normal, people are almost forgetting it's, well, you know, it's just another oh, another person. Yeah. Oh, really, another one. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's someone's life. It's someone's family. It's someone's partner. And you know the what is going on. We can't ignore it. And it comes from education of children, education of adults. And what Voice of Change is trying to do is preventative. And that was one of the things. Like you know, there is so many women in shelters. So many men in you know, bad relationships as well, but, you know, women are the highest um, minority mm. group and it doesn't mean, you know, as you said, like wealth, it has no play in it, but also culturally
1: mm.
0: and also, um, you know, culturally and also in <laughs> so many genders, you know, there's, you know, it's it's a quality of a person is so important. That's what we're trying to work with as well. Is mm-hmm. is a quality um, allows you to get respect, and not respecting a person's view, not respecting a person's life, and not respecting somebody else's um, way to live is really um, where we're looking at how we can actually break the cycle, so that we can call people out. We can see the signs as a community as a partner as a friend. Yeah, and hopefully do it before
1: things get to exactly, you know, an extreme level where it's like the police need to be called, where social services and it. Like we I we think- want to get to before that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and that education process. And, look, I've got to say I've liked the Instagram page, which is at voiceofchangeau, and, you know, just popping up in my feed, like, I, I see some of the things that you're posting, you know. This one comes from Craig Drummond, CEO of Medibank. That is a very high-profile Australian business person saying, quote, senior males need to call out sexual harassment in the workplace. This is where cultural change is needed. It can be as simple as just respecting your co-workers And calling it out because blokes have got a lot to do with um, making this change happen, can't it? So just sort of of seeing that, I go, oh, yay, Shana, well done. Like, you know, that pops into my feed that's full of flowers and design stuff and houses. And I just go, that is really
0: important to remember. Guys have to call out other guys too. That's my biggest thing is that women are exhausted of having to save themselves and fight Mm. for our lives. And it's not fair that women have to do that. It men should be next to us not in front of us not behind us they should be next mm. to us um really making sure that we get a quality of respect in the in the workplace mm. in the home in the community and you know it, it's not you know i suppose that's called you know kumbaya you know that sort of thing oh it's so, it's so kumbaya but it's not it's reality we are equal you know and men have different strengths to us and, you know, yes, there are certain things that I can't do as a woman and certain things a man can't do. Um, so we should respect our differences mm. as well as um, making sure we respect some quality equality. Yeah, the common the common
1: ground there as well. Well, update now on our country houses. So if you've just started listening to this podcast, uh, I'm Jane Neal we're here for Red Energy, born and bred in Melbourne, that's Red Energy, and Shana Blaze, of course, star of TV, Oh, of a movie that's soon to be. Oh, I'm not in the no, movie. No, you're not in it, but I'm just look. the EP. <laughs> Executive producer of a feature film. Can't wait to talk about that. But both of us bought uh, little places in the country in lockdown in COVID. So you go first, Shana. Where's the renovation at? I reckon last time we mentioned this on the podcast, there had been a little bit of asbestos
0: found. A little bit? A li- okay, a lot. <laughs> where are we at? <laughs> we're, we're at the stage where. Most of the dramas have really sort of subsided now. I, I think the main thing is with this house that it's not a small reno. It's a big <laughs> one. I put a lot of mental and financial pressure on myself by doing it. Yep. Um, so I'm at the stage where the pain is quite high. I'm waiting for it to get to towards the end so I can forget the pain.
1: <laughs> mm.
0: So structurally are
1: we at lock-up sort of you know reno?
0: Oh, so no. still
1: bare walls and open doors and... Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Heating. It's in quite a chilly part of the world, so I guess that's irrelevant at the moment because
0: you're not lighting the fire and sitting next to the fire without... (laughs) Uh, I think the heating at the moment is called thermal underwear, thermal (laughs) leggings, thermal tops... Um, beanies, juni coats and gloves. Well, a little update for me. I've been without a bathroom and
1: a shower, um, toilet for four weeks. No. Um, because once the bathroom reno that we thought was going to be a partial reno started, it was so good. Do you know what, Shania? Because of you saying to me, just expect something to go wrong. And like you said on an episode once, if if someone says, oh, I think this is going to fly, this reno is going to be, and you just said, no, it doesn't matter how old the house or how new, something will surprise you. I've actually been really calm and relaxed during this whole process and especially since I'm not living at the house yet and it's an hour and a bit away and just doing it almost on FaceTime. But there has been some very chilly weekends of running out to the backyard. But um, my my bathroom guys just texted me and said, where the heck did you put the taps for the shower? I'm like, I'm just doing a podcast with Shana Blaze. I can't remember where I've put the box for the taps. So hilarious. Not very organised. But But you have bought them. That's the biggest thing. Well, that's what I'm now wondering whether my online purchase included
0: taps or just the shower bit. So, no. Oh, my God. Hello. Well, you know what? <laughs> I, I think the thing is with renovating is that it's such a learning thing because there's so many bits that you don't. No, you 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 are actually meant to do yes, and it's it's that sort of thing. It's like yeah, I'll get the shower, not a problem. Well, oh, do I have to do the taps. <laughs> like that's. Don't think you'd be the first person to do that. So just Good, putting it out there because I
1: need to check my invoice and work out if I have to make a very last minute dash to a hardware supply store. Uh, but the one thing that was amusing was that the actual shower was not connected to anything. So when he had looked and done a quote and said, "I think you need to do this pretty quickly. There's a few issues here." Whoa! Were there a few issues? What do you
0: mean the shower wasn't connected <laughs> well, to anything? The, the
1: the drain pipe just went into a pipe and it just ran into onto the ground. The ground. <laughs> wow! That's, that's
0: fine. All but cool. you know what? That's not unusual. No, it's
1: called dodgy brothers. Well, I think this is also a very old house. I mean, we're talking like you know eighty years
0: of. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I think I mentioned to you when I was doing my bathroom up in Hawthorne, Like yes. I bought it off people who were in my industry too and the bathroom was leaking through to the next floor Yeah, and um, once we lifted a couple of tiles we realised it had never been waterproofed mm. and it wasn't an old Renault. So, no. I keep telling this story to people, just going, at least I
1: expected things to be weird. Look, Shana had it in a fairly new yeah, house. Yeah. I just wondered why the grass was growing
0: so well on that side of the Oh, property. no, that means you're going to have to water in the future. <laughs> oh, but look,
1: it looks amazing. And I'm so pleased with that. And, you know, having a tradie that you can let into your space, you can trust, who has been sending me videos via FaceTime while I'm, you know, in a how studio. Good is...
0: It's great. COVID has taught us a lot <laughs> of how to communicate mm. easier. And but but there is nothing like you know FaceTime yes it's great and Zoom and all that sort of thing but being there in person and um, yeah it's it's pretty cool so yeah I, I expect those visits um, become very special <laughs> when you get there.
1: Now I'm just buying all the fun stuff like the the vintage hanging basket pots Yay! and the plants See? and oh love it. That's love when it. you forget the pain. I've been spending a lot of time on your Instagram. I must say. Hey, we've got time for a listener question. Can I hit you up with this one? Fly away. If you ever want to send us a question, just uh email podcast at scn.com.au. This one is from Amanda L, who I'm gonna fully disclose is one of my colleagues here at SEN where we record uh-huh. this podcast.
0: Sorry, she, was that free advice? No,
1: nah, possibly <laughs> free advice, but look, um, I'll introduce you later because she does love your work. But this is for a friend of hers. So she, she Oh says, hang on to it. Sorry, I'll just get those little fingers of commas. <laughs> Friend. (laughs) I genuinely think it is. Hi Shana, hoping for advice for a friend on whether or not it would be worthwhile doing a renovation before sale. So this is in Melbourne. Property is a three bedroom, one bathroom townhouse in a good Melbourne suburb. There's room in the master to add an en suite. They want to sell in spring. Do you think it's worth adding an
0: ensuite? Are we likely to get our money back on a sale? Or. Okay. The best thing to do is to look up in the real estate lines in your area of a three bedroom, one bathroom, one ensuite house. Yeah. And then also look at the pricing of a three bedroom, one bathroom and see what the difference sure. is. It might be a case that. The point of difference is that an ensuite will actually help you sell it faster, mm-hmm. or it might be a case that adding an ensuite might get you an extra hundred thousand dollars. Mm. So most, and it depends what price point the house is. You know, if the house is sitting at five hundred thousand dollars, no, it's not worth doing it because it's going to cost you a minimum twenty grand to do it. It won't get you an extra forty or fifty. It might just help you sell it. Yeah, okay. But if the you've same, got time to it, it, wait for the sale. Exactly. Okay. Um, but if it's, you know, in the, you know, anywhere from 700000 up, up, uh, having that ensuite can get you to another level. Mm. So do you research of what's going in your, in your area, in your suburb, but also su- surrounding suburbs, of what's going for each of those prices and that'll help you get the sums, you know, because in the end – it's about the person by having an emotional buy or doing facts and figures and the comparables is the only way you're going to find out if you're going to get your money back. Um, I did a reno on one and we didn't get any more money but it's it sold within 10 days mm. and that way it helps you move on quicker. So sometimes the pain is worth doing that to get the next thing.
1: Are you hearing that there's a shortage of tradies and, and things in Melbourne at the moment? Am um, I hearing
0: it? Yeah. Like- it is everywhere. <laughs> but shortage of tradies, shortage of materials, prices yes. going through the roof for renovations. Um, and so I think that's why a lot of unrenovated houses are selling because no one can actually get them renovated at the moment. Yeah,
1: because like it's, it's a lot of headspace yeah. to then take and then go, okay, oh, we can technically put in an ensuite in five weeks, but if you can't get the trades, yeah. it could blow out. Your timeline, absolutely. And suddenly
0: it's spring, and you're not ready to go on the market. Well, and that happened with my renovation in Kyneton. I wanted to use a lot of local trades, and I they were all busy, couldn't yes. get it because <laughs> you know the country didn't have the stage four that Melbourne had, so they had a lot more freedom, and they were just going crazy. And people were moving up to the country, so renovations in the country have gone mad. And as you would know, and I think. You know, again, getting the good ones is, is, is pretty tricky. Mm. So a shortage of tradies, yes, a shortage of timelines and uh, expensive materials like timber at the moment. So do the sums. If you want to sell it in spring, um, you probably won't get it renovated. You probably could not get the trades to get it on the market by spring. Wow. Unless you know someone.
1: I think she's going to be pretty happy with that answer, Shada. (laughs) I
0: reckon there's a lot to think about in that one. I think that's really – it's a broad advice for everyone at the moment all around the country. I think, think, you know, a lot of the comparable data is what the agent will be looking at anyway to be able to determine what your selling price is. But it's also what savvy buyers do now too. Mm. Like buyers are really savvy, so I'm actually giving hints to the buyers as well. Sellers, yeah. the sellers. Yeah, check. But that, that's how
1: you know what market you're sitting in. And is that as easy as going into, say, realestate.com.au and just going sold, two bedrooms, one bathroom. Absolutely. And then one for two bedrooms, three bedrooms, you know, yeah. two bathrooms. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. There's also a thing called RPA data where you can actually pay um, to get data that's withheld. Ah. There's a lot of withheld data. Like, you know, you go for a sale and price withheld and all that sort of thing. So Uh, there's a lot of um, data that you can, you know, and you have to pay for it. Sure. Um, But that's get what you pay for. Data is gold. Well, thank you, Shana. Of course, send your questions in
1: to podcasts at ecn.com.au and who knows, we might be answering your question on the show next time. Thanks, Shana. Can't wait to see uh, the rest of the Celebrity Apprentice. Thanks for giving us a little update and and really great to chat to you. I know it's pretty heavy stuff, but to, to hear about Voice of Change AU and what you're doing with your charity that you're on the telly. In fact, in the studio, we're watching the
0: from <laughs> one of uh, your it's, shows. it's behind me, so no, I'm just. <laughs> oh, that lime green dress you wore was just stunning. Oh, uh, I only so... got to wear it for a few hours, so yeah, I'll have to see if I can loan it again. <laughs> it's very disconcerting to have you on the television and in front of me at the same
1: time, but oh, thank God. you. It's always a lot of fun. This has been Homestyle. Thanks to Red Energy. Born and bred in Melbourne, that's Red Energy.
0: Thanks for listening to Homestyle with Shayna Blaze. Thanks to Red Energy, born and bred in Melbourne with a customer solutions team based here. Switch to Red Energy today.
1: If you've enjoyed listening to the Homestyle Podcast for Red Energy and you're keen to find out more about buying or selling your home, innovations in property management and real estate, we recommend subscribing to the Under the Hammer Podcast. It's a twice-monthly podcast all about real estate with me, Jane Neude, and Stavros Ampetsidis, company director with O'Brien Real Estate. The Under the Hammer Podcast is proudly supported by Direct Connect, making moving easy for you. And if you're a real estate and interested in using Direct Connect, call 1300 664 715 to see how they can benefit you and your team. The Under the Hammer podcast. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts.